Oh, wee, wee. Yep, you yep, sound yep. like you're coming. <laughs> well, my beer came, that's for sure. There Good evening, go. and we're Actually, live. Actually, it looks like you're coming all over the bar. <laughs> we're live from uh, the beautiful uh, city of Arcadia. My, my, uh, my thing got wet when the beer spilled. <laughs> Your thing? Oh, yeah, I just did the thing. Right, it's very foamy. Yeah, it's very foamy. Everything's very foamy right now. Homey and foamy. Hi, and uh, welcome aboard uh, trip number, or track, track, track number 57, I believe it is. This is a train that goes, could go anywhere. You're never on the wrong train when you're on this train. Because this train is the train, man. That's it. And uh, and it's a lot of fun. So tonight, like usual, we're going to talk about stuff that you may like. And stuff that may turn your stomach. And maybe stuff that'll make you laugh. But most important, stuff that might make you think. So... I'm here tonight with uh, myself, of course, and uh, my and with my memories and uh, with uh, my engineer six two six. He's in the special tonight, and uh, and of course uh, my my beautiful friend, wife, and good sex partner, and other things. Uh, Dr. Susie, and you know Susie from a long time ago when you were up beyond your bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dr. Susie. Public access. That's it. Hey, I believe in socialism of the boob tube. <laughs> you know, it's good for the soul and the eyeballs. So, greetings, Captain Max, and I'm glad to be aboard. The Ukraine love train. That's what we're on, huh? That's it. We're on it. See. And where are we going? Well, we're going towards... Uh, it's, in, it's right here on Earth. And it's, we're going to make peace on war. Peace on war. Yeah. Well, we got the war yeah, already. So, so. Right. So we have to change it around. Yes. We have to make peace on it. You know, like the bonobos, you have to have some great makeup sex. We yeah. know about makeup sex, don't we, Captain Max? Yes, I, I, we do. Yes. <laughs> we, yes. do. we do. Everybody we do. has a fight. Hopefully people don't get killed. People are sadly getting killed right now. It's terrible. But whatever the fight is, you can always make up. Right? It's the bonobo way. To do it with sex, and to do it with love, and to do it with pleasure. And sharing and no greed. greed. Socialism. Greed. Mm. You all know about greed, right? We believe in lust, not greed. you got to get passionate about something. So, because our lust is so repressed, they just want to enhance our greed. They being the capitalogenic forces in our capitalist crazed society well for me it was very wow my voice what happened to the mute is 
We're watching ourselves. Flowing forth. Hmm, beautiful. Well, anyway, while this is happening, I'll just make a little sort of semi-commercial break. Sure. And say, tune in to my sexual state of the union, a.k.a. my state of the sexual union, 2022, which is now online, both on our site, on YouTube, unless they censor it, and on Facebook, unless they censor it. So check it out. It originally aired on WCAP, and we, of course, thank WCAP and Hartley Pleshaw of Active Radio for a great show. And you can also check out Kink, another guide for the perplexed. Thank you, XBiz, for giving us a little promotion. Not only did they accept it, but they published their own piece, which was very nice. And in fact, they called it a book. And I must say, Kink, another guide for the perplexed, with apologies to Maimonides, (laughs) it's pretty long for an article, but it, it isn't a book. Not yet, but it will be. So thank you, XBiz, for the prognosis. And also, Make Kink Not War. That was the name of our show last week. And unfortunately, we got war. But we still have that as a slogan for our lives and for our hope for the future. So we're making t-shirts. Make kink, not war. Okay, enough commercials. Now we have to get into the story of the night. Hmm. Right? Ukraine love train. We are on it. And that doesn't mean we're not on the love train for Russia, especially, of course, the anti-war protesters in Russia. I kind of have that bonobo love for everybody, but I guess I have respect for the anti-war protesters in Russia. Very, very brave and getting arrested right and left. I don't think the police are as rough with their protesters, though, as ours are, are they, Captain Max? Uh, no, I don't think so. They seem to be handling them with care, taking them away. Yeah, yeah. Forever, yeah. though, perhaps to Siberia. Yeah. So. Yes. All right. You feeling good? Yeah, oh, I'm feeling great, actually. Uh, besides uh, the, uh, the problems of... Uh, Aging, it's not, you know. And a little Ukraine pain. And Ukraine pain and and the obscenity. <laughs> the obscenity oh. of humanity. Disgusting. The, uh, these, okay, we, you know, it's like, we don't agree with you, so here's what we're going to do. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rich Dudley on... Facebook agrees with us. Lust is it, he says. And he has a picture of a lusty-looking dog on his Facebook. So that's cool. And Mistress Lovett says, Hello, Bonoboville. We are here on Facebook as well as, I think, Twitter and YouTube and some other places. And we are showing different things. Which is live? Are we now showing my yes. great-grandfather's... Oops, uh, it's gone. This is a German 
that was your great-grandfather, the German Nazi commander. And this is my great-grandfather's, not passport, but his citizenship papers when he became a citizen in the United States in Pennsylvania, Sam Cohen. And it was 1899, and he declared himself to be loyal to the United States of America, not Russia. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I've always heard that my great-grandfather was from the Ukraine, as a lot of Jewish people were from the Ukraine who fled the pogroms of different sorts. And, you know, of course, finally, the Nazis. But this was just your generic pogroms before, of course, it became the Soviet Union. And the Tsar would encourage the Cossacks to just kill some Jews for fun. So my great-grandfather left, and so the place was called the Ukraine, and yet it was considered part of Russia, and he had to forswear his allegiance to the Tsar of Russia, which he did easily. But I guess I'm just making the point that Putin is an asshole. Mm. But there are always reasons. And it helps even with assholes and bullies to understand what those reasons are, even if those reasons are no justification whatsoever. They are not. But we're going to examine a few reasons tonight. I'd like to, anyway, because I've been watching Abby Martin. And so our friend Abby Martin is always examining other sides of things so anyway there are reasons and yeah there is no good reason no justification for this action of Putin what I am calling the rape of Ukraine now Ukraine might survive I believe it will survive but this has been a rape this has been disgusting And yet, there are always reasons. And the rapist is still in your house. You better figure out what those reasons are so you can handle things. Especially if the rapist has a nuclear bomb or 800 or whatever they have. So one reason, which is no excuse, Ukraine is its own country now, but at one time, way back, it was part of Russia. It's true. And it was a very almost colonized aspect of Russia that was mistreated a lot. And the Jews were there. It was the Pale. It was a lot of gypsies. And it wasn't Moscow or St. Petersburg. Putin is using that as an excuse. It is no excuse, but it is part of the vision, the mentality that is behind this. So I just am looking at this as an anti-war person, as a make kink, not war activist. And I certainly have great admiration for the Ukrainians. I guess if I have to pick sides, I'll pick the Ukrainians. But I don't want to pick sides exactly. I want them to defend their country, but I just want the war to stop. I'm not one of these let's fight with the Ukrainians because therein lies 
World War III. What do you think, Captain Max? You know, um, the one thing that uh, as all these bombs are going off all over the place is that the Russian troops, you know, took over uh, Chernobyl, right? Ah, that is so frightening. Yeah. And did you know, and uh, hopefully this is a rumor, but I've heard it on several places, that the Russians have missiles or some kind of armaments pointed at the dome there. Yeah. That if they set that off, it will affect all of Europe worse than any, you know, when... Yeah. Worse than anything the world's ever known. Yes. In, te in terms of radiation and... and, and you were born in World War Two, and... I was born in World War Two, and it looks like I'm going to die <laughs> <laughs> in World I War III. I hope not. Let's no, not talk not, about not. your death. Yeah, but not... But you had the little death this morning, and that was nice. Yeah, that was... A, that was huge. You know, something about that war fervor... <laughs> That was no Makes you have a lot of sex. But I don't approve of war. I just, I'm saying, <clears throat> is something, it's the fear that today's your last day. Whether you're anti-war or pro-war, you know, it sort of engenders some passion. So it's engendering us to be very anti-war. I understand the people on, you know, certainly the Ukrainian side, and I believe in self-defense. I mean, I'm not so pacifist. I'm very pacifist, but I do believe in self-defense. So I have a lot of admiration for the Ukrainian soldiers and especially, I think, for this uh, comedian. Oh, he's great. <laughs> I'm not leaving. Zelensky. I was talking about him last week as a kind of zealot. And in a way, he's more than ever a kind of zealot character that is blossoming into kind of a hero. He is standing up for his country. And he's doing it in a and himself. passionate way. And himself, right. Because yeah, very important. as he says, he would be the first target. Right. And it is interesting that, you know, another one of Putin's reasons that is not a good reason, but it's worth paying attention to, is that Ukraine is being run by drug addicts and Nazis. Ukraine. Now, I'm all for drug addicts, not Nazis. And by the way, you know, there's a lot of drug addicts in charge of America. But I don't think Zelensky is much of a drug addict. Maybe there's a few in there. But a Nazi? I mean, the Nazi part is interesting since Zelensky, I just found out, is Jewish. So, yeah, right. how's he going to be a Nazi? Now, I do understand from a little history course and a little rattling of my memory that there have been quite a few neo-Nazis involved in politics in Ukraine, including in the coup of 2014. So Putin isn't totally off base saying Nazis have been involved in the Ukrainian government. And by the way, these Nazis were supported by the United States, hmm. Victoria hmm. Nuland, and 
Ba 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 bam, Iran. Ba bam. That's a song, I think. Yeah, that is. John McCain. I remember that. Yeah, he's no longer with us, and he supported this coup that was very mixed. It had different types of people involved, but neo-Nazis were among them, and they did some killing, and it was not very nice to anybody, but certainly not to Russia. And then there was some draconian measures put in in Ukraine against Russians, and it's not an excuse for an invasion, but it it's going on. It's just going on, and it's certainly not a justification. And so Zelensky, he was a comedian like a lot of Jews. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he played a, a president, a good president, in a hit Ukrainian TV show. And so he got elected real president of Ukraine, a different kind of role, but a role on the world stage. And he spoke Russian, and some Russian Ukrainians actually voted for him, quite a few, and he got the role of a lifetime as an actor. Now here he is. And remember when Trump tried to bribe Zelensky into blackmailing Biden? None of it. And now Putin is trying to bully him into surrendering his whole country and himself. He won't return his calls, of course. But he is rising to the occasion, and it's interesting to see a comedian become a leader in an age when most leaders are clowns. I am a bonobo. Make love, not war. Make kink, not war. And there is no excuse for any kind of lethal aggression, but... Self-defense, you know, bombs dropping on apartment buildings, hostages taken at Chernobyl. Okay, that's clearly self-defense. And so he's pretty admirable. And I also wonder if Putin has a little bit of anti-Semitism going on there, going after Zelensky, calling him a drug addict <laughs> and a Nazi. Of course, there are Jews that are Nazis, right? Oh, uh, yeah. What was that guy? Miller. That Miller, Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller, what a piece of work! Right, this guy is. right, right. What a he was a Nazi-ish guy, but come on, he's Jewish, so I don't know how Nazi he can be. I don't know if he'd be allowed into the club, but he was in his practices that way. But I don't think Zelensky is that way. Although I'm pretty ignorant about the Ukraine. Although we will be enlightened a little bit more in a little while when Loser Tversky comes to visit. He just just finished filming over there. I mean, not yesterday, but just uh, a few weeks ago somewhere. Anyway, uh, Loser will be here in, in a few minutes. One of our therapists, Hamilton Steele, who we don't agree with about everything, but he is a great guy and a fabulous porn star, and he is one of our therapists, and he sent us a beautiful picture of people making love, let's say, uh, in the doggy-style position, and he said, now this is the way a Russian should invade a Ukrainian. Implying, of course, that 
the guy was Russian and the woman was Ukrainian. And we have a cranium clearing his cranium. That would be loser, and we could put Where him on a he? microphone. We hey, were just loser, introducing come on, you, loser. Come on over there. Loser, there's beer down there, right behind you. Right behind you. Not my, not my. This a certain way? Yeah, you can, yeah, adjust that. Am I good? It's a pretty high-class operation. All right. You can am, I, am I live? Am I, uh... Well, yeah, yeah, we're all live. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Max just shot his phone as the show was starting. You should have been here. No, that wasn't my phone. That was my thing. Foam. Foam. No, no. Oh, yeah, I shot my foam. Yeah. Oh, and but, an ashtray. Uh, you know what? For the weed. Okay, so now I don't hear him. He should put a headset on. I'm going to put a headset on. There we go. Now you can hear me. Okay, that's better. Welcome to Bonoboville, Loser Twersky, award-winning actor and adventurer, traveler, documentarian, Baal Shem Tov player. Baal Shem Tov. Oh, that's a a new one. (laughs) That's a fresh one. I Don't like you play the Baal Shem Tov? I do play the Baal Shem Tov in a Ukrainian film. Right. Which, uh, which I have, I, I know, I, I happen to have a very personal interest in Putin being crushed in yes. the next couple of days because, you know, if he can get the fuck out of there and get Ukraine back to where it was when I was there last year, wow. then we can have our premiere. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's right. the reason to do it. See, there's always reasons. I have a very personal interest in this. Like, I, I put work in. I flew right. there. I, I spent, what, like almost two months there. Like, I only spent two weeks shooting. Like, the next six weeks, I was just there because I loved that place so much. Wow. Because you have to understand, the last time I was there before that was probably around 2008 or oh, 2009. you were there in 2008. Yeah. Why were you there then? So I went to Uman, which is the which is the gravesite of a very famous Hasidic Rebbe, where you go on for the, for the Jewish New Year. Some people go there for the Jewish New Year for Rosh Hashanah. Oh, well, it it's is a big the pilgrimage. birthplace of the Baal Shem Tov. Yes, the Carpathian Mountains. It's where my great grandfather is from. Where my family is from. Where yeah. so many Jews are from. Yeah, yeah, and it's where of my family is from too. Now they have the Jewish president, so of course. And they do have a Jewish president and have a comedian. Putin is going in there um, after the drug addicts and the Nazi Jews. Yeah, so 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 what was interesting to me is the first time I was there was like in '98, '99. Yeah. And it was like at the time it was like a brand new country and it was really backwards. It was like it was like going back to the shtetl, in a way. I mean, the big cities were barely cities. Like mean, Kiev was a dump. And then I went back and like like ten years later, and I was like, okay, you know, they got buses now. They have like Mercedes. <laughs> they got some stuff, you know, like it like was. They had horses and buggies. No, before? W- well, it was a lot of that, yeah. but also like just a lot of like just very, very, very old Soviet cars, which uh-huh. you still see to this day. It's tons of Ladas. Max would like that. He would like. I would. I wanted when I, don't I came back. Like Russian old cars. Oh, not Russians. So no. no, but you know, when I came back, one of the things I wanted to do. Was I, I, I was planning to, to, to make enough money so I can find myself a mint condition Lada and import it to the United States. Because uh, I love those cars so much. They're, they're, I see them in Cuba as well. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, they're yeah. indestructible. But anyway, not, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to talk about around. cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, so the next time I was there was like two, 2008, 2009. And then again in 2021, right? 
And I go back in 2021, and it's a completely different country. It's full of a young, vibrant, creative population. Um, They got a tech sector. They got um, big malls. They got five-star restaurants. Like, I stayed at this hotel, the Bursa Hotel in Kiev, in a very chill neighborhood called Podil, which is right on the front line, right? The the, the neighborhood where where there's a lot of heavy fighting within Kiev, within the city of Kiev, is right next to Podil, where I was staying. This really hip hotel with a rooftop bar. I would go up there every night and order fancy cocktails. It's a vibrant young city. It's like being in Williamsburg. Okay? Mm. People think of Ukraine as like this backwards post-Soviet, you know, wasteland with Chernobyl in it. That is well, not <laughs> that's part of it, isn't it? Well, Chernobyl is there. Yes, but and it but was backward for a long time. Yes, but you go to the cities, and like th- it's not like that. People. But by the way, I'm not so against backward. I kind of think I'm just progress saying, but I'm just saying is that, like, not I'm so saying great. the image of people of it now, and and, it, I, and I'm trying to get to a point here, yeah. right? Is so it's, it's it's a vibrant, wonderful city where like the day before I I have all these friends over there and I go on Instagram and like this friend is having a drink yeah. and this friend is having they all going out and they're having coffee and like everything is completely normal, and then, boom, wow, it's gone. That no, all of that is gone. Like the bars, a bomb. The restaurant, the jobs, the city, the movement, everything. It's gone. It's just even if it's not bombed, it's just stopped. But it is bombs. You know, it is, and it is bad because yes, after all, everything yeah. did stop for all of us around the world when right. the pandemic started. So we get that. But no, this is worse. No, this is very, this very is different. Much worse. This yeah, is bombs. Yeah, of course, of course. I, I'm not diminishing. I'm not diminishing that. But I'm also saying, like, like it's it's very hard to imagine. I mean, now with the pandemic, it's a little bit easier to imagine it. But this is on a whole different scale. Yeah. And and I'm talking to friends who are now as trying to escape to Poland and and. Like one of my very close friends, who was my assistant on this film, uh, who I was, you know, I really had a, uh, I'm a, had a had a very close relationship with her because she was with me this whole time during filming and between filming, she was always there. And she's trying to go to Poland, but she can't. She doesn't want to leave without her boyfriend, but her boyfriend can't leave because he's between the age of 18 and 60, oh. and he has to stay. All men between the age 18 and 60 have to stay and and serve. Jeez, uh, talk it's about crazy. a draft. It's fucking crazy. But the point I was trying to get with that whole history of my travels to Ukraine is Putin is now facing a problem. Oh, yeah. Putin's He's view of Ukraine is what a lot of people's view of Ukraine is. He really doesn't understand what the country has become. Right. So he doesn't actually, he didn't realize what he was going to face. No. I think he's prepared to drag this out for another week. And I do think that, like, that there's a... You know, like let's not let's not get too excited. You know, this could get progressively worse. It could go in either direction. It could go in either direction. Things are very fluid, but the resistance that he's facing is strong. Is something he did he did not expect. He's also like, you know, Ukraine is being helped with a lot. I don't want to get too much into the warfare here, part of it because we are not that kind of show. And there is so much um, disinformation. There's so much of the videos that showed the MiG flight that really was a, from you know, a video game. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you get excited. I heard that a Russian platoon had surrendered. I don't know if that's true. I, but I that sounded good. Pl- I heard another really good yeah. rumor that a that one way the Ukrainian military is tracking the Russian military is through Grinder. 
So Putin says there's no <laughs> gays in Russia. Well, that's because they're all in the army. <laughs> I mean, that's that's funny. But I, I think I think that the uh, Ukraine has uh, um, has uh, some advantages here. And even um, if the grinder thing isn't true, I guess everybody's doing disinformation, and it's a good one. Yeah, it could undermine people's mentality who are running this war i mean after all U- what ukraine the hell are they doing ukraine is in a very very precarious situation here there's no un- the, you know there's no underplaying it really i mean russia has shown itself to be quite more inept than we all thought that's um, well true yeah. russia um, has been inept for a while uh, they've shown themselves to be quite a quite a quite a paper tiger i mean it's everyone is saying like well they haven't quite unleashed their cyber uh or their cyber warfare they have it's not working oh good yeah i'm happy about that um, so like uh, the thing you should know about <coughs> ukraine is that he didn't know and i think a lot of people don't understand is why it's not working is that ukrainians like every time when we were talking about ukraine is that U- ukraine is at war but when i was there they were already at war oh right right like the war was ongoing. They've been at war for eight years. Yes, right. So the young generation and a lot of people have been hammered into their heads about something called cyber hygiene. Two-factor authentication, location services off, careful who you trust, careful which groups you're in, careful what you share in groups. There's so, so many groups right, in the, No, like these Telegram groups. Over there, it's Telegram. It's all okay. happening on Telegram. So I'm, I'm very plugged into Telegram this whole time, all day long. I, this is where I get all my infom- not all like all my information. Twitter and Telegram is mostly where I get my information, and I and I'm pretty plugged into some of the crew members who are on our film, who are now serving in the military, who are feeding me stuff and telling me what's going on, and other other sources. What can you tell us that they're telling you? What from like what's happening on the ground? I don't know anything. How they feel? What's happening on the ground? Have they seen Russians in person? Oh, yeah, they've seen... Actually, I probably just got a telegram. Yes, I just got a telegram from Kiev. Well, I don't know if it's classified. A telegram? No, it's classified. Okay, then. Read um, it. I didn't see anybody bring in the telegram, did you? <laughs> uh, it's actually fin- Finland just closed its airspace to Russia. Ah. Yeah, I was thinking about your Th- other friends in Norway, yeah. and that's close to Finland, and Russia is threatening Finland. And, yeah. of course, they are very inept at everything, it seems. Sorry, I love yeah. you guys, you Russians. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to admit they haven't been too successful so, with uh, much, except they really defeated the Nazis. Okay, so I'll give you a good example of how inept they are. As you, as you all know, I love airplanes. I love watching airplanes, right? You all know that. Mm. They had two transport planes two large military transport planes flying from Russia over Belarus into Ukraine on open fucking radar. Their transponders were on the entire world. <laughs> See, they're coming. Their fucking military movements. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the ineptitude, just the ama- amateurishness of it. I mean, they're they're flying in transport. They're flying in paratroopers into Ukrainian airspace when they don't have air superiority yet. They don't have air dominance yet. And they're flying in paratroopers, and the Ukrainians are just shooting them out of the sky. You, 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 Ukrainian, yeah. they just shot an entire plane full of paratroopers out of the sky. Wow. So that's real. That's troop, real. Troop carrier. You know. 
So there is a real fight going on. There's a real fight going on. (coughs) Listen, there's there's a lot of fights. The problem is there's a lot of fights going on. And a lot of people are focusing on Kiev. People are forgetting what's happening in Kharkiv. People are forgetting what's happening in in the south. Like, there's very, very important things happening in the south. Russia's trying to create a land bridge between um, Russia and Crimea. Okay? Mm -hmm. Right. So, sometimes they're skipping over cities and sticking to the suburbs just to create a line that goes straight from Russia to Crimea and capture that entire waterfront. Makes sense. They want you a know? shortcut. So like, but it's kind of crazy in terms of so in know, a lo- invading in a, a country. So in a lot of ways, right? So in a lot of ways, they're, they're distracting you with Kiev, right? They're distracting you with Kiev. So people, people focus on Kiev. And they're not looking at the right at, what at the Russians are really are really after. doing. And you know what's gonna what's likely to happen? What's <coughs> likely to happen? It seems to me like because of the resistance and because of how you know the, the sanctions, he's gonna stop this in a couple of days. Yeah, good. And then he's gonna say, and then and then he's gonna freeze it, and then he's gonna have what he took. So he might have as 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 long as he has he, he catch he get he get he, he achieves. Some of his strategic goals. Yeah. The rest of it, he's the kind of guy where, like, the rest of it is just, the rest of it is just fucking collateral damage. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. ah, well, okay, well, we got this. So what? 5,000 Russian troops died. (laughs) Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. He's just after some land, land grab. He's trying to rebuild. He needs needs to rebuild. Here's another very important thing that people don't know, right? One of the most important conditions to join NATO yeah is that the country it who wants to join cannot have any active territorial disputes with another country if you have any active territorial disputes with another country you cannot join nato so as long as russia can keep ukraine in territorial disputes ukraine cannot join nato well i've been finding out more about nato because yeah. I guess thing, right? I was <laughs> under this delusion that NATO was kind of like this cool thing like UNICEF or the UN, <laughs> you know, where everybody should get along. No, NATO is a military force that was sort of against the Nazis in the beginning, but very quickly went to being against the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. And at first they wouldn't let West Germany join or any of Germany, but then as soon as the Soviet Union says, well, why don't we join? Hey, we want to fight Nazis too. And no, no, it's not about fighting Nazis, it's about fighting you. And so you can't join, but yes, West Germany can join, everybody can join. So USSR creates the Warsaw Pact, and then we have the Cold War. Okay, that's pretty like a duopoly of power in the world and then of course the Soviet Union collapses because well they don't know how to make anything but it's very important I think I think that what, what sometimes goes missing from these conversations is that uh, people are like well why did we need NATO why, why did NATO why is NATO existing after 1991 right why do we still have yeah NATO? that's my question because a lot of people have that question right and and that really is because of the posture of Russia at the time Right. Correct. So after Yeltsin, right, during the time of Yeltsin, 
there were there were, there were talks about Russia joining NATO. Exactly, Yeltsin you know, was our drinking buddy, right? And Putin was watching that, and he was like, "Oh fuck no!" Right. Putin okay. was his lieutenant, so and then took over. Right. So NATO during the during the eighties, you know, like late during the nineties, I would say, NATO during the nineties was a nothing burger. Right? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was about to be dissolved. It was don't almost know become, why it was there. Yeah, it was becoming obsolete, right? Except and the military-industrial complexes of the world, but I, especially uh, the United States, well, needed something. Probably played a part, but then came 9-11, and that gave them something else to no, do. No, even um, before 9-11, they, yeah. they all ganged up on Saddam. Mm -hmm. Come on. And act, yeah, ni 1991 was invasion <coughs> of Iraq, uh, right. when they kind of went into Kuwait. Right. And then there was Yugoslavia. They all kind right. of ganged up right. on and all of that, the all Serbs who right. are connected to the Russians. Right. All of that, see, all of that showed Russia that it's a good idea to be part of NATO. It's a good idea to be part of the free world. You get this incredible protection. You get these incredible economic gains from it. Um, so there, was, there, there were good reasons for, you know, like for us to be friends with Russia. There was no reason we should have we, we been enemies with Russia. If it wasn't for Vladimir Putin who came back and said, like, you know what, this whole fucking thing is an embarrassment to the Russian Empire. That's the issue. This is about pride. You know what I hate most about, about Putin? Yeah. The thing that he rejects about Russia is their attempt at socialism. I mean, it failed, but it was an ideal. It was a beautiful ideal. Hey, it's my ideal. And he completely rejects that more than anybody. And he embraces the worst bully parts of Russia. The czar. He wants to be the czar. I guess he is the czar. Yeah. He's a selective historian, you know, in that way. But, uh, you know... But a bully doesn't come out of nowhere. And we're part of this playground. And we got to learn to deal with this bully. Unless you somebody know, takes him out and... This on, is on the other hand, on the other hand, um, a lot of people I really care about are extremely scared and extremely vulnerable, and yeah, m m a lot of them have uh, have escaped to uh, Lviv. Um, some of them have made it to Poland. Uh, one of them is trying to make it to Slovakia. Anybody go to Moldova? Uh, no one I know. I just found out that one of my grandparents is from there. And I had never even heard of that place. I always yeah. thought that grandparent was from Ukraine because it's so close. And uh, Moldova is so small. A nine-story residential building in, uh, in Buka was hit by a Russian strike. Oh. Casualties are unknown. Heavy fighting is ongoing in Buka, uh, a city in Kiev blast about 30 kilometers from Kiev. Wow. So these are like on-the-ground reports by the minute. Yeah. Um, that's so sad. And I mean, yeah, yeah, like and, fr and frustrating. And the thing is that uh, it's it's very difficult to explain to people um, what it feels like. And I think that's why I always I always argue like Americans. Uh, the only the only people who think America is the greatest country on earth haven't been anywhere else. Um, <coughs> because Americans, they don't really they don't travel enough and they don't go around these places and they don't get familiar with these places. We love the south of France. Yeah. And well, you, you Afghanistan. Well, I loved yeah. Afghanistan. It's yeah. got a certain, you know, America is so plastic. Let's yeah. just no, leave it at that. No, but you guys, you guys are well-traveled and that makes a big difference. And it makes a big difference to me because, like, 
people are talking about these areas and like these oblasts and this and that yeah, yeah. as like these faraway places like Fallujah and you know and Baghdad and they have no personal relation with me to me like I look at these pictures I'm like wait a second I, but I was just there <laughs> you know I was chasing skirt around there yeah how was the you skirt know? I mean the skirt and, and are you in Kiev are you kidding me well no I'm asking it was a fucking buffet <laughs> Really? In Kier? Buffet. This is a uh, village? Or this is it anywhere. Kier. Especially you're willing to, if you're willing to pay for it. Oh, okay. Ah. Especially. Well, hey, nothing wrong with yeah. sex workers. No. Hey. So is sex work legal in the Ukraine? No, it's, but it's tolerated. It's yeah. tolerated. It's tolerated. Very good. Yeah. At how legal time. is it in Russia? Um, I don't know. How rich? Depends how rich you are, probably. Probably. Everything yeah. does. Yeah. But in UK- Ukraine, a oh, tourist can find it. So. Yeah, it's, tol- it's tolerated. It's easy. So. Putin says they have the best hookers. That's right. Yeah. I guess it's tolerated all over the yeah, place there. Of course. Yeah. yeah that's, that's America's Puritanism. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's... Uh, By the way, Congress people don't support the Earn It Act. It's, it's tolerated and criminalized every w- anywhere men are in charge. <laughs> you know, I guess when, when, when women are in charge, it's going to be not just tolerated, it's going to be decriminalized. And it's gonna be I don't know. It's not uh, always. You have to take a look at Iceland, where women are in charge and have made it extremely illegal. Yeah. Do what? Sex work. A lot oh, of sex work. Not really? all, but a lot. A lot wow, of it is illegal in Iceland, and it's no, too bad. Yeah, but like my point I'm trying to make is like these, uh, these. I'm not. We're not talking about it. To me, we're not talking about a faraway place, and that's also what I was talking about. I, I remember like we talked about this last time. Yeah, but I just want to add the, about I the West Bank. Can I interrupt yeah, you just yeah. for a second because we're going to leave that thought about Iceland? Yeah. But I just want to say. In my State of the Sexual Union address, which you can now listen to, there's a whole lot about toxic femininity, which that is when it takes away work from other women like that. Consensual sex labor shouldn't take it away, ladies. That's toxic femininity. We also talk about toxic masculinity, which is Hmm. worse, I guess, because it involves more killing. But anyway... Putin is a great example, actually, of toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. But go back to but what you were the saying. The point I was trying to make is that is that the is that uh, these are not faraway places to me. These are per- not places that are personal mm-hmm. to me. I spent yeah. a lot of time in that. I've, sp- I've spent good times in. You know, I've had great sex in those in in, in, in those hotels. And the how are the Ukrainian places? women? I guess you're having sex with women. So how are they? I know that this is generalizing or stereotyping, yeah. but in relation to other women, American. So in general, I think it's a fair generalization to say that the majority of Ukrainian women are quite conservative um, in, their, in their mating rituals. <laughs> and were you um, mostly seeing uh, Christian, Jewish, other? Um, you know, I don't discriminate no. uh, on any of those fronts. Uh, I don't only discriminate on the basis of vagina or no vagina. But I'm asking um, because you said they're so sort of religious and conservative. No, but I'm saying like, but the younger generation, uh, you do see, especially in the cities, the, in the progressive uh, uh, you know, community, you see more, a little more pr- um, promiscuity. promiscuity. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to a great extent. It's still fairly conservative. Um, but, you know, yeah, you can, uh, you know, I've had, I've had, uh, I've had, uh, all kinds of uh, relationships over there. Interesting. Um, well, the whole world has gotten more conservative. 
No, in some way. <laughs> so, like Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine politics is very, very interesting in general. So, like in America, for example, you meet someone, and you can very, you can <coughs> pretty quickly tell which side of the aisle they're on and where they stand on certain issues. Like if you run into someone and they and they're driving a truck in LA, you're gonna make certain assumptions about them, right? Mm-hmm. And depending on what they wear and how and how they talk, like it's just like if they believe if they're anti-abortion, they're probably a Republican and they probably have other other things about it. In Ukraine, Ukraine is not as evenly divided along party lines, so you can meet people who are anti-Zelensky and pro-choice and anti-gay at the same time. Huh? So like it's not it's not very clearly divided. Uh, so I think you can find that in America too. Yeah, but over there it's very, very, very pronounced. Huh. It's very pronounced. You can meet someone who like who, who like you, you talk to them for like a couple of days, and you're like, oh my god, we we agree on so much. They probably agree with me on a bunch of other things, and then you say something, and they're like, well, I don't really think so. And like, really, I would thought you would think so. They're like, no, I don't think so. And he doesn't, and they don't understand why you thought they would think so. <laughs> but know? I'm finding that more and more among everybody, that people that I used to think agreed with me about everything now they don't and partly that's because like everybody kind of agreed that trump was nuts for a while or certain people did but now that he's out it's like there's a real variety no but i i I think i was projecting i was projecting american division on other on other people right Mm -hmm. it's like we've gotten so used to being so divided on everything and so like so like uh, in our own uh uh, uh, um, um, cliques or tribes that we don't even realize how isolated we are, and then we, we when we see some when we see people with like who have diversity of opinions on on, mer- on many issues, it's almost jarring. So I think it was kind of like maybe like a, it's not maybe it's not that weird. It's just that we've gotten so used to it. We're seeing people writing about Ukrainian history. In the ninth century, says Emita Altair, Grand Prince Voldemir ruled Kievan Rus, as Russia was called then. In Russian, his name is Vladimir. In Ukrainian, it is Volodymyr. As fate would have it, these are the names of the current presidents of Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an interesting factoid. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not very deeply familiar with the history of Ukraine. I learned, I mean, I'm obviously familiar with the history of my family in Ukraine. My family goes back in Ukraine to the, the uh, you know, 18th century. Right. Yeah. So, like, And when was the Baal Shem Tov? Baal Shem Tov was 18th century. Oh, so yeah. your family goes back to him, maybe related to him. No, what do you mean? I, I am his grandson. You are definitely the Baal Shem Tov's grandson. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am oh, like okay. Th- I am actually a descendant of the Baal Shem Tov in five different ways. I'm actually a tenth generation of the Baal Shem Tov. I am direct impressed. Direct yeah. Tenth generation. Tenth generation, direct descendant, yeah. Okay, so yeah. much more than grandfather. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Great, 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 and he was, in case you don't know, a mystic, a Jewish mystic who founded, so to say, Hasidism. Yeah, the Hasidic movement. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Hasidic movement. And he was very into nature. And he went from Ukraine to Poland. And I played him in a movie. And how was that? That was an incredible experience. That's one of the reasons why I'm so attached to this issue of Ukraine because like, I had such an amazing experience filming there and working with the Ukrainian crew 
and the director and the cast and everyone and, and I, I became so attached to that place and of course there's a lot of history for my family um, like very close when, when I was in Ternopil I actually went uh, there's like an hour away there's the gravesite of my uh, one of my uh, grandparents like again a couple generations back in a small town called Premishlam so like th there's a lot of my family history in that place and I really had a great time there and it's it's in, it was interesting for me to come back there as a, as a secular person. Now, the did the film crew know about you and your background when they cast you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So were you cast partly because of who you are? I, I think it probably played a role. Played a role. You yeah. auditioned, though, like I any audition, actor. Yeah. You're an yes. actor. You act yep. in many different things. Yep. But this particular thing is about your life. It's about your my, ancestor. My ancestor, yeah. Your yeah, ancestor. yeah. yeah. Who is part of your life. Yeah. Because yeah. he's part of all Hasidic Jews' life. Yes. And certainly your family. Yes. You so know, I have his DNA in me. And so, you know, yeah. your family, which you kind of separated from yeah. because they are so religious. Yes. And so that's why you won the Susie Award yeah. of Funniest Fundamentalist <laughs> <laughs> Refugee. I'm not saying anything funny tonight. <laughs> no, no. Well, you know, you are. But <laughs> that was funny. It's hard to be funny about terror without sounding Glib. obnoxious. Yeah. And there is gallows humor, though. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you, like, I, I, I was talking to the director, director of this film that I just did. Uh, the film's called Dove Bush. Mm. Um, and whoever on the, on the feed over there is into Ukrainian history would know about Dove Bush because Dove Bush is a big part of Ukrainian history. Um, so... Um, Oh shit! What I was what was I gonna say? Well, you were gonna say that uh, gallows humor maybe doesn't <laughs> oh, have its place was, so in a situation like this, which I would say. So actually, I was, so. so I was talking to, a, to the director's daughter um, about this today because she is really terrified and like they're and they're 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 very they're big um, Ukra they're very patriot very patriotic family and the film is a very patriotic film. They're very like Ukrainian nationalist uh, uh, people. Um, and, and yeah, she was in no mood for my humor. And she is someone who, like, has a very, very dark sense of humor. And she is, she was not in the mood for no. jokes. Right. Uh, people, like, all my friends who know me for my gallows humor, and they're known for their very dark humor, they are not laughing. This no. is not funny to anyone in that country. It's extremely serious. I mean, like, Putin is a vicious, um, sadistic killer. Like, like you do not want to be on the receiving end of it, even if you like. So far, you're winning, right? And they are. They're certainly winning in the court of public opinion. Well, they're and winning. They're in territory. holding on to their yeah. territory, and yeah. you know, some of these Russian soldiers. I think they are saying that they didn't know this was their assignment, and there yeah. might be some defections. Who knows? Well, there's a lot of deaths. There's certainly a lot of deaths, and <laughs> it, it, when the body bags come home, that's often a problem. They're not. They're not picking them up. He's also he's also oh. a, a serial killer. Yeah. Besides sending his armies to to disaster, he's also had individually had a few people knocked off. Yes. From yes. what I understand, this is the guy that our man Trumpenstein calls right. a genius. Yeah. He's a bully, and see, Trump is also a bully. And that's why he calls him a genius, yeah. because he feels that a bully move, even though usually bullies 
are the opposite of geniuses. That's why they're bullies, because they don't get their way through diplomacy and being thoughtful. They get their way through brute force. Yeah, but it's not, you know, like I was saying, it's it's not funny. It's not funny to people because, like, even if you're winning so far, like, you do not want to be on the receiving end of this insane, mach- insane maniacs. Yeah. Um, ambitions. Like, you know, he's like, he's, he's, he's using these, ki- the kind of weapons that are, th- that you can't control where they land. Like the, kind right. of sh- the kind of stuff like that Hamas uses, right? Like Hezbollah uses yeah. rockets. Which you can't control. You shoot we it. We can't and like control our drones either. We can. We just control. We control them badly. That's the <laughs> yeah, problem. That's right. always it's hitting the different. wrong targets. Well, it's very different than not being able to control it. Well, <laughs> it's bad decisions. Hard. By the way, just since we're on the subject of yeah. us, I will say that Jux Lee, our friend, who's in one of our pictures with Abby Martin, and you. Juxley says, NATO sounds like a military insurance company. Sorry that that's kind of funny, but it's also kind of It's, it's kind of true. It's very, very true. And, you know, yes. this, 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 is where it gets, this is where it gets interesting. So Trump was actually right about something uh, in terms of NATO, right? Yes. Trump's argument was, like, NATO is an insurance company. And a military insurance, a military company. insurance company, and people aren't paying the premiums. That was his argument, well. right? And and he was and because he was trying to get to be friends with Russia, he wanted to get rid of NATO. He was in bed with Russia, and Russia's interest was anti-NATO, and he was anti-NATO because whatever. Uh, but he was right about the idea that like it's it, it was kind of like framing like he didn't frame it like that because he doesn't speak as intelligently as me, but. Uh, but that's really what it is. It's an insurance policy where where the where the where the, the you know the insurance the policyholders weren't paying their premiums. You well, know. right, they weren't, yeah. and the but U.S. Jux, you know, Jux, didn't Jux right. seem to care. A lot of the U.S. establishment said it was treasonous of him to say that because they saw it like a gang with the U.S. as the leader of the gang, and these are the other people in the gang, and you can't expect them to all pay up they're paying with their might and their loyalty and we have an enemy and i'm certainly with all of you and with your friends in ukraine that putin is just a horrible bully and must be stopped but i think we get into trouble if we don't see how we help the bully along yeah no because we have to stop him Somebody has to stop him. That's, I mean, that, that, that's, that's the, this is where it gets complicated when it comes to intervention, right? Um, and I think that uh, there's legitimate arguments to be made against uh, NATO. There's legitimate arguments to be made against American interventions in history and whatever, in recent history even. Um, but the reality is that we are sitting here in a free country, speaking our minds fairly freely besides the oversight of Arcadia. Um, <laughs> And Who we, we call the Politburo because we right. compare them to these Russian right. organizations because, of course, they are much more censorious. Right. But we live. But we've been living in this country in pe- in, in, in relatively pe- in relative peace um, for a very long time, and we and, and we fail to appreciate the apparatus that we criticize that is at least contributing to the ability for us to have been living the last hundred, almost 100 years the way we have us and Europe in relative peace. We fail to appreciate 
um, that privilege. And we fail to appreciate the apparatus that is, yes, the military-industrial complex, which does, which does horrible things too, but also has kept uh, peace in the world to a certain extent for quite a, for, for longest time in history. I could argue with you about that, but I'll let you continue. But I am certainly no. not impressed with the peacekeeping of the military. Well, it's I'm saying that we are enjoying it. I'm not saying everyone else in the world is enjoying it. I'm not making that argument. Well, I'm not saying we're that. all one world. And I know. Doesn't I Putin, what's happening now, make us realize that, that... We are all against what he's doing, everyone except right. maybe a so few people right. in Russia. So but he has, guess what? Nuclear weapons. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so that but is, but is something we have to realize. Exactly. Makes us remember we are all one. We are all connected. He is our brother. We have to deal right. with him. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So here's the, the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make here is this. Is, is, that, is that we don't want to live in a world full of Putins. We oh don't God, no. want that. We don't want to live in a world of Xi Jinping's and Putin's and Kim Jong-un's and, and Maduro's and Castro's and, 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 and Trump's. And Trump's. We don't want that, right? And the reality is we live in relative wealth in this country. And a lot of the countries that we ally with also live in relative wealth. And if other countries want to share in this wealth, the reason we can share in this wealth is because we have this peace and trade going on between them. That's why we have that. That is our strength, right? And if Russia doesn't want to play that game, then they cannot be a part of that civilization, mm. right? So I think well. that's very important because we want to live in a world that is not controlled by people like that. And if he wants to live in a world that's controlled like that, then he can do it on his fucking own, not in our banks, not in our economy, not with our military equipment, nothing with us. He can do it with North Korea, and that's it. And they can kiss each other's asses all day long and be impoverished nations. And China. And China. Well? Well, China, we don't know yet, right? Ooh. China's trying to toe the line, right? I wonder how many of these places will toe the line because they get no goods from Russia, but they get gas. Yeah. Gas, baby. But listen, Europe doesn't... Yeah, Europe only needs Russian gas now. They don't really need it forever. That's the thing. I'll tell you something. Watch the Russian markets on Monday morning. Oh, it's terrible. The ruble is going to be worthless it's Monday morning. It's already worthless. Their central bank is sanctioned. <laughs> I'm they just wondering how they, long they it's going to last. The, the, their central bank is sanctioned. They can't back up their money. Their money is only worth what they have right now. That is all their money is worth. Good. And they just got kicked off of SWIFT. All partially. Oh, yeah. good. Partially. Oh, partially, okay. yeah. partially, yeah. Not well, all, but... I think it's all good. Visa cards don't work in him. Russia. But then let me ask you something. You know, this yeah. guy has a vision of being this ruler. Russian now, Empire, yeah. Yeah, Russian Empire. Yes. And now somehow it's all gotten very rotten and bad. Very bad. And he has troops, which I've been hearing this in various places, yeah. in Chernobyl. Yeah, and Georgia. Yeah, no, but, but Chernobyl, Chernobyl specifically, where the yeah, nuclear power with plant missiles is. pointed towards the buried. It's all nuclear. they have to do. If they don't they even need their own nuclear weapon. It couldn't be an accident. Yeah, it could be an accident that releases. The reality is that, like, 
he's going he's going he's going to come like you have to understand that like this the thing about sanctions is they take a little bit longer yeah no than i bombs. get that i get that but it's going to take it the, these sanctions are so severe mm-hmm. that it, in about 30 days the russian economy is going to start collapsing like All on right. a massive scale like on a massive scale okay he doesn't like he he doesn't have the ammo to sustain the war for that long he doesn't have the money to sustain it costs 20 billion dollars a day this war okay he doesn't have the money he, he he's not going to be able to do anything russian citizens you know russian citizens can't use their their, their debit cards and their credit cards visa and mastercard don't work anymore right right you know like this is not going to be sustainable oh here's the okay. picture of us <laughs> with oh, yeah. abby martin and max and jux lee and there's mike prisoner who bravely went to protest George W. Bush, who, if you were an Afghan or an Iraqi, is just as crazy as Putin, which isn't really crazy, except for in that sociopathic way that some of our leaders are. What happened to it? What happened to Abby Martin? He protested Bush right in front of him. So Abby Martin works for Venezuela now? Oh, like, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I she doesn't so. work yeah, for yeah. Russia anymore, that's for sure. Right. And she didn't when she was on our show. But maybe she does have some Venezuelan backing. She certainly is doing a lot of speaking out and documentaries about Gaza. She is cute. She's still married to Mike? Yes, yeah. and Mike just did this great protest. He said, you killed my friends. He served in the Iraq war. And he spoke out very eloquently about the just senseless death and destruction. Of course, it makes a lot of sense to the military-industrial complex, but the invasion of Iraq is as insane, at least, as Putin's invasion, except it wasn't close to us. We kept it at arm's length. Well, there was, there, there was, one, there was one big difference. And I think that, I think it. it I, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try to justify the Iraq War here, but I do want to point out one difference. Yes. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky was democratically elected. Saddam Hussein was a vicious, brutal, murderous dictator. I'll give you that. Okay. But still, invasion. It's I, yes. I get it's, it. I call I, that I, the rape of Iraq, and I call this the rape of Ukraine. It's not going to end Ukraine in any way. Well, maybe some ways, but it's a rape. It's a violation. They're it's in your house. They're in your home. In your body. Uh, in your body. In the, your apartment building. Right. You're, in phys- your you're physically. Dead nuclear power plant. If you don't pay attention to them, you're out for some serious beatings. Uh, update. <laughs> update from Ukraine. Uh, yeah. Ukraine air defense shot down cruise missile launched at Kiev, according to commander in chief. Uh, the missile was launched from Belarus. <laughs> and the, according to the uh, office, the um, Russian Russian minister arrived in Belarus ready to talk to Ukraine. <laughs> and this is the, the cynicism here is just astonishing, thinking that Ru- that Ukraine is going to send someone to have peace talks with Russia in Belarus. <laughs> Which Ooh. is just, it's just ridiculous, you know. Wow. 
So yeah, but uh, okay. That's the update. <coughs> I'm just, I'm just update. I'm just telling you what I'm. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is getting. This is coming yeah. from Kiev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. I mean, just to be in touch with this because we all have Ukraine on the brain right now. We're all going insane from Ukraine, and this is the Ukraine love train. This is FDR, which stands for Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who had his faults. And we're not saying that Ukraine is totally innocent of everything, but we're on the Ukraine love train, and we are FDR, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt was one of our best presidents. And it also stands for fuck the rich. So I wonder if Putin is getting it right now. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I have a suggestion. I think we should rename the show LBJ. <laughs> because I, I I've realized lately I think LBJ got a bad rap because you of think Vietnam, because of Vietnam. Oh yeah, you like yeah, the way yeah. he picked up his dogs by their ears. No, I just the reality is that if you think of you know he had he, he did good for the civil rights movement. He was the most successful president ever. He passed eighty nine bills. Wow! That, wow! Like he passed a ton. Like. Medicare, Medicaid, huge progressive. I social. like how he would give interviews while society. he was on the toilet. Yeah, but like he was, the, <laughs> I mean, he was a weirdo, crazy guy, and he gets a bad rap for uh, for uh, for Vietnam. Well, Vietnam it, sucked. Yeah, no, it did. War sucks. No, war you know, sucks. you should get a bad rap for war. I'm sorry. I know all your other good but qualities. Also, but he's got other two. He's got two other good qualities. He's got all the progressive bills that he passed, and the other thing he's got a name. His name is LBJ. LBJ, you know, I mean, he's got B, he's got beach, he's got blowjob in his name. Yeah, yeah, and FDR was also there for a war, except he was a socialist, and we are too. Yeah, I so mean, lickety blowjob. They both got blowjobs. What about the lickety blowjob? And, li- and FDR did it from a wheelchair, so yeah. he was pro yeah, disabled you know, people. Putin's not getting pussy. No, that's what he needs. That Somebody he needs to get like should do that. Somebody's <laughs> got to go in there. They did this video. This actress was this silly video that must have made Gal Gadot very happy for not having the silliest video on the internet anymore. And it's all about if I were your mother, Vladimir, I would hug you. I would love you. I know you haven't been loved, and maybe she's right, but it still was very silly. And there's a, a little yeah, bit of controversy about who his mother was and his whole background is very shady. This is definitely an abused, hurt boy. And some of us know about how hurt he was at the fall of the I, wall. I just, I mean, it's just awful to think of, of living in a world where a person like that has that kind of power. And I, 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 I don't... There's I a d- lot of people like I, that. I don't understand. And they tend to want power. And I don't understand, and I don't understand... Um, how anyone could think that's a good idea. This one just went off his rocker. It's not like I'm he saying it's equivalent with George uh, W. Bush, listen. but there are checks and balances, and we pushed him. I believe the military-industrial complexes of the world want to sell a lot of weapons. They love it. They love a little war, and they all pushed him, even Biden. We're all one, folks. He's got some bombs. We don't want the... Submarines what, what, setting them off <laughs> on the coast of Los Angeles. They're right off here on the coast of L.A. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that shit in my life. Right. By the way, I want to give some credit to Obama. You're not going to like this loser. Why? But well, because 
I don't know how you feel. But right right after the coup, which, of course, I don't want to give him credit for because it was kind of a nasty business that involved some Nazis. And it gives Putin some leverage to say Nazi. They're not Nazis now in their government, I don't think, but there were that did the coup. And we supported Victoria Nuland. But Obama would not sell arms to Ukraine. He didn't do that. And Trump, for all of his cocksucking of Putin, he sold arms to Ukraine. And for all of his trying to get Zelensky to be a spy on Biden, he sold arms to Ukraine. Well, and Biden increased it. And what are we doing? Why bait a bulldog? Well, first of all, Trump sold weapons to anyone who would buy it. Right. He was just a sucker for selling things. And weapons are what we sell. (laughs) To the Saudis who take people apart with bone saws. So Putin blew a gasket and it will probably blow up in his face. I hope. I kind of hope that it does, except I don't want it to blow up in all of our faces or in other innocent well, faces. Well, it's going, to, it's going, well, to, it's going uh, to mildly blow up in all of our faces. Can I, can it's I, our problem, too. Yes, can we I are one. World order is our problem, okay? Yeah, world That's order. That's why I say be bonobo, because we have to understand that we are together, so we have to share. Yeah. Sorry, Max, what are you saying? Ah, go ahead, because I forgot no. now. Oh, uh, we all forgot. Uh, we're, all pretty, we're all pretty stoned. <laughs> I'm yeah. very stoned. Yeah. I'm not really. I'm not really patriot. I'm, pa- I'm, I'm, I'm patriotic. <laughs> I'm patriotic in my own way. I'm not like one of those people who are like just blindly patriotic. I think. I think what makes America great is the fact that uh, I always like to think about my people, the Hasidic Jews. I like that America is a place where it goes. You know what? You want to wear five layers of clothing in 95-degree New York City humidity weather, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, this right. is the kind of country where you are allowed to do that. If that is your religion, if your religion is asking you to sweat, then you sweat. Not my problem. It's your sweat. And I think that's what makes this country good. It is a free country. Well, they want to take things away from us. Well, they, uh, the Patriot Act takes a lot away from us. I'm not saying There's it's perfect. There's a, a lot of desire to ban books in libraries, to ban a woman's right to choose abortion, to ban kids' right to find out about their transgender feelings. Right, but the people but the people still have a certain control over who is in government and about much who more control than Russians. Right. So like we live in a fairly free country with a fairly clearly defined there set you of go. I'm glad let, you got those yeah, you know, qualifiers. No, in I said there. a fairly free country yeah. with a, with a fairly Good. clear qua- with a fairly fairly clear um, uh, outline of laws. And and a, a if it's 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 not a it's not a corrupt government. It is a government that is not designed to work for the working class. But it isn't. It does. It, it doesn't. It doesn't mean it's completely corrupt. There's different between corrupt and and stacked. You know. So we have a ways to go. We have things we have to fix. Well, so but far, we don't have a dictatorship where we exactly. don't have, like, this election thing. Exactly. But we could be on our way to it, folks. So yeah. watch out for that. Yeah. I want to find out Putin's 
reasons. I want to take responsibility, as we all should, for his terrible, lethal blunder. But there uh, are people in this country that really like him for this. Sure. That sure, think it's sure. great. The right wing. And they are in charge of the, the right wing. The, the right so. wing movement is everywhere to overthrow the, the liberal and the and all of the progress and all of the things that a lot of us have gone to prison for, gotten beaten on the head for. Max? Yes? Um, I have some bad news for you. What's that? As a journalist. Yes? You're not going to like this. Two, je- two Danish journalists have been shot. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Stefan yeah. Weikart and Emil Mikkelsen shot. were injured by gunfire in, Su- in Sumi Oblast town, but are now safe and receiving treatment in hospital. Okay. And this is where so in Sweden? So, Sumi, so, uh, S- in Sweden. Dana- um, Danish. Da- Denmark. So, Sumi, in order, if, so, so if, so if people are interested, I don't know if you guys are interested, where Sumi Oblast is. Sumi Oblast is on the border of, is, is in the northeast of Ukraine. Mm. Um, on the border, on the border of, uh, on the border with Russia. So Sumy Oblast borders Russia, and the main city in Sumy Oblast is the city of Sumy. Mm. Um, and overnight and throughout the day, that city has been contested. There's been heavy fighting going on in that city. And I know people like to think about Kiev, Kiev this, Kiev this, Kiev that, Kiev this. Um, if they capture, if they capture that whole oblast, which is like a county. If they captured a whole county, they just got a whole another part of Ukraine in Russian hands. So that it, it, it's there's a lot of heavy fighting over there, and it seems like two journalists have unfortunately who've been covering it, hmm. uh, which is one of the reasons we know that these things are happening. Yeah, um, well, um, have been injured unfortunately. Journalists are often injured in war lately yeah. because you know, war is they don't confine it. It's not like they go to a battlefield and shoot yeah. each other. The battlefield is the whole country. And wherever the journalists are, that's wherever anybody is, could be bombed. Can I just say, what if Putin is the pilot of an airplane with 400 lives on it, and he's decided to commit suicide anyway as his final act? Hmm. Almost no, like that's I don't what want he's him. doing. I actually don't uh, want him to commit suicide. I think, I, I I'm think just saying, what if? Yes, well, that's why what, we can't put if, him in a corner, really. What if we, we have put to it, right. treat him like a human being, in a hurt human being. I mean but the, lo- the, the support he's getting in this country is not treating him like a hurt human being. No. They're treating him like he's a hero. Listen, I- at CPAC, right now, it's going on, and the Republicans are drinking their premium Russian vodka, and they're kind of going, hey, he's a genius. Hey, he's smart. You know, they are not sure whether they support him, but they've all gotten paid by Russia. A lot of them went there for their vacations. You know, a lot of people on the other hand, on the other side, believe that this is going to be the end of Putin. And I I, I think that's a little... It could well be. I mean, it could... Good. I I, I think it could well be. I think it could well be. But on the other hand, I I think people underestimate his brutality. Um, I think people underestimate how far he's willing to go to capture Ukraine. And I think that will show you how far he's going to be willing to go to suppress protest in his own country and any kind of coup or, or ousting of him. He's going to, he, he doesn't care about 
Yes, lives that's of very people. worrisome. And that's what I he mean by care. he rejects the best part of the Soviet Union, which was that it was founded yeah. for socialism, for people. It, he, he meet, even he, our leaders make his, some his pretense soldiers, at caring his about soldiers people. Disposable. His soldiers are disposable. Totally. They are running, they are, they are running the, worst, uh, the worst ground operation you've ever seen. Just from a tactical perspective, their supply lines are completely fucked. Okay? And there's, I think there's a, there's a famous quote from like an, an American general who said, either you control the supply lines or the supply lines control you. Well, that's why I say so he's sounding like a czar. He's and you know what they did with the czar. He's doing an awful job. And, and, and it, so there's, there's a very good possibility. And, and people, a lot of his soldiers are dying. And they don't know what they're doing there. They have no, no. idea what's going on. And, he and their families have no their idea families what's have no going idea. on. And I'll tell you something else. There's a hotline in Ukraine for Russian families to claim. That's why I was saying earlier. The, Russia isn't claiming their bodies. They have thousands of Russian bodies piling up in Ukraine and nothing to do with them. I kind of don't see we, this as Russia's fault. Them. I see it as Putin's fault with the people around him. No, but I'm saying so the Russian, so the Ukrainians set up a hotline for Russian families to find yeah. the bodies of their loved ones. This is how yeah. brutal this guy is. Well, he doesn't care about his soldiers. He doesn't care about people. Care about these anything. are cousins, yeah, yeah, these that, people. Yeah. Is there any leader, democratic or otherwise... Who cares for his soldiers? Well, that's a good question. Well, Some of I them mean, pretend uh, to. Let's be well, honest, okay. Max. No one cares. They arm more. No, Max. The, the reality is no one cares about anyone. <laughs> Correct. How could right. you even but, care but, about but, soldiers? But, but, You're but, sending them off to die. No, I'm saying no one cares about anyone. Now, that's not but true, most loser. People, people do care about but people. But most people are able to pretend. That's most not people, true. I think most people are good enough to at least pretend. People care about people I that know, mean something to but, them. But but the rest of them, the rest of them are, are are empathetic enough to pretend. Or actually, just like you said, you know, when you told Max about the journalist, yeah. he cares because he's a journalist. Right. Because exactly. we, you care when you feel that feeling, empathy. Right. Yeah. Of course you care. And we're trying well, to well, emphasize I, caring. I care we're trying to emphasize it against the, what care. capitalism emphasizes, which is competition. I care because I've had handcuffs behind me. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I was on cement floors, because I showed breasts and other body parts that somehow were obscene. Yeah. And that brought physical violence. Yeah. Just like is going on over there. Yeah. I feel it. The body is so delicate. When it happens to you, it <laughs> you know, might not be glamorous, but it's all you got. That's it. And so we feel for those journalists and we feel for all those people in Ukraine. And uh, we feel for the Russian soldiers who don't know what they're doing. I don't think very many of them do. And I think uh, the Ukrainian, uh, you know, the Ukrainian public is uh, is defending democracy. They're defending the free world. Um, they're fighting for all of our freedoms. I think, and I think it's a. Uh, I, I am personally very inspired by regular people who I worked on a set with, who are like grips and electricians and prop designers and prop masters and truck drivers, and all of them are like, "Fuck no, I'm not living under Putin." <laughs> you know, I'm not even living under a puppet regime of Putin. There's absolutely no chance I'm living under that. 
I will do everything right. I can. That would be like him taking over uh, Los Angeles, almost. Yeah. Not quite, but... No, it's almost like that. People have been living in a certain with a certain no- amount of freedom. Maybe Oklahoma. No, but people have been living with a certain amount of freedom over sure. there. And, 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 and metropolitan life that they're not just fucking willing to give up, you know? And, 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 and you know, the, the old school Ukrainian and I guess maybe Russian roots of them are coming out their anger is coming out people are very angry um uh, people in my group are referring to russian soldiers as pigs um i i get photos of of dead russian bodies um all, well that's all what war does to you and, and and because because you gotta understand like if someone comes into your neighborhood and starts shooting rockets <laughs> sure. the calculus fucking changes they're rapists y- you, you they're change worse. Yeah, you change as a person like of if someone comes into your neighborhood with bombs and planes and tanks and artillery and fucks with your shit and kills your family, like that it changes you. It changes you. They want to take away everything you have, everything you take for granted, everything you've enjoyed, everything you've built, everything you've thought you've taken for granted like your money your investments your bank account your future your 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 real estate your your career your friends your university your bars your restaurants your your way of life that's that's not going to fly three minutes yeah we've only got a few minutes and i'm I'm just going to finish this thought yeah yeah go ahead so you have you have so you have regular people people like me and you and, and 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 everybody else artists and theater directors and 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 everybody is go, is taking up arms and fighting this thing and it's it's really it's 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 i think it's admirable they're fighting for freedom they're fighting for self-determination it's something that i can personally very much relate to as someone who escaped the cult you know yeah, yeah. well i relate to that and i certainly feel solidarity with the people standing up against Putin and I feel solidarity with the Russians I mean with the Ukrainians and actually I do with the Russian anti-war protesters and with a lot of the Russian people that might be afraid to protest but that do not like what is going on please do what you can is all I can say. And I'm going to end this segment with one more piece of breaking news, which is not okay. good news because we're talking about nuclear war. Oh, no. Um, this is breaking news out, out, out of Kiev. Um, a referendum on constitutional amendments in Belarus held today on February 27th is set to allow Russia to place nuclear weapons on the territory of Belarus. The vote will take place amid the Russian military presence in Belarus, which, is, which it uses to attack Ukraine from the north. Well, we've been talking about nuclear weapons. Not going well. They exist, and now they're being moved to a more advantageous position for blowing up big portions of life. One of our placards here is drop bras, not bombs. Who was the artist uh, that was with the KBG that did the, uh, yes, yeah. I'm very stoned, so you have to forgive me uh, that I don't remember your name. And the one that did the statue, the bust of you. Oh, uh, Yossi. Yossi. Bardan. Yeah, Yossi. Yeah, Yossi. Yeah, Yossi. Well, yeah. he was in the KGB and he quit. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he was uh, saying, uh, you know, when he would talk about it, is that's what the, this is what they're going to do. Or did he say he was in the KGB or he was in the Israeli force? Uh, one, he was one in Russia. Other, yeah. He was always changing whatever he was saying, but he was cool, and he still is. He lives somewhere. Hi there, Yossi. Hi, anyway, Yossi. he's a great sculptor, and he did a beautiful bust of me. I hope your friends are okay, Yossi. And please tell them to protest the war because something's got to give. You got to try. You got to protest. You got to get out into um, the street just like Lenin took the workers out into the street. The people of Russia have got to come out. How much time do we have? We're, we're one minute over. I have a good piece of breaking okay. news. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Piece of good breaking news. Um, as of two hours ago, there were Russian tanks in Kharkiv, which is the second largest city in Kiev. Um, and as of four minutes ago, at least half of Russian forces in Kharkiv are destroyed. Wow. So, progress. Okay, and we know this is true. This is not disinformation. Nope, this is coming straight from the ground. From the ground, from uh, the right. horse's mouth, the Ukrainian texts. Okay, well, that's encouraging. Although this is not a war-watching show, but no. we've been kind of war-watching tonight. Well, that's why you brought me on, right? Because I know what's going on in, in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to know a little more about what's going on because we have had a pain in our brain from Ukraine. This is the Ukraine love train. We want to support Ukraine, but we want to understand it. And we also want to understand the bad guy, the arch villain, the bully. Because when you got an arch villain like that and you make him more and more of an arch villain and less and less of a human being, that's what he acts like which he is now but he can get worse it can get a lot worse make kink not war okay so where are we are we saying goodbye just a goodbye uh, one yeah. more uh, statement and goodbye but quick statement not a report <laughs> no a quick statement uh, to illustrate the difference of how life was before the war and after the war on a certain date, the date the war started, my Telegram channel where I get updates on the availability of sex workers in Ukraine stopped reporting. Wow, that is sad. I have to say. All the hookers left. That's how you know. Life how has can you make love if all of the channels you are can't, gone? You can't even buy pussy. What do you do? We, wow. we got to go on that serious note. Yes, yeah. so... You know, we've got to keep the channels open. We have to work together and protest together and try to stop this World War III from rolling into our lives, every single life on Earth. So make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight, even if that someone is you. I love you. I love you too. Even you, Vladimir. But you gotta stop. Love you. Love you. Love you. Here's a Tversky, Captain Maximilian. Captain Susie. No, that was very good. It was very. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. 
I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.